Hey, Victoria. Hi, Lexi. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little tired. We are kind of pushing this episode a little to the last <laughs> minute. It is the afternoon before. Um, we went out last night for mm-hmm. everyone who doesn't know. I don't even think we really publicized it. Um, and yeah, this isn't our like regular routine. And I think I've mentioned yeah. this in past episodes, but like, I just don't have it in me like I used to. I can't really bounce back like I used to. Um, just for reference, I think it was what, 2019? And I was interning for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Then we had to be at the games eight hours before the game started. And the 12, um, no, 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 maybe six hours. Yeah, yeah. So the, g- <laughs> the 12 p.m. kickoff game, we had to be there at 6 a.m. But Dallas is like 30 minutes from um, Arlington, which is where AT&T Stadium is. And the night before, I had gone out to a frat party, didn't get back until like 2, and then went to go work like the next day. Mm-hmm. And like saying that out loud, like just tires me and I don't understand how I did it. And I think I had a test on the, like the next Monday too. And I'm just like, I don't understand how I had it in me to do all of that when we just went to dinner in two bars last <laughs> night came home the first one low-key didn't count yeah like we were there for maybe like 30 minutes yeah and then didn't even like do a whole bunch at the second bar like <laughs> yeah i got kind of drunk but like i wasn't like no like we sat we were, <laughs> no we were sitting sad. like dancing in the booth and like yeah and so and then we came home like ate mcdonald's or like ate mcdonald's and i ate my leftovers and went to sleep so I'm not understanding why I'm, like, as tired as I am. You would have thought, like, I went day drinking, like, did this, mm-hmm. did that. It it was truly a regular night out, but I'm, like, exhausted. Yeah, no, it, it makes me think of those TikToks, too, when people are, like, or there was one that, like, went really popular and this girl was like oh this is my like morning routine after a night out you know what I mean and she's like yeah like takes the everything shower washes her hair like cleans up her apartment like doing all of this and everyone is just stitching it with like their next morning and they're literally just like in bed the entire day like makeup all over their face like whatever not that we had a messy night like that but I feel like in college too I was very much like to your point just able to bounce back and be like yeah okay it's Sunday like let me get back on track and to your point too like I feel fine. Like, I don't feel no, yeah, sick. I Nothing's feel debilitating. But it's like, I've been sleeping for 30 minutes, scrolling for an hour, sleeping for another 30 minutes, using the bathroom, going back. And it's just like, yeah, been the same it was cycle like a rotting day. day. Yeah, no, for sure. Not different yeah. than my normal days, but you know. Or that or that TikTok channel <laughs> where it's like, if, it's this girl with an East Coast accent. She's like, if you're not coming home from the bar showering, oh, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> and everyone <laughs> exactly. stitches it. My favorite one is the one where it's like someone stitched it and it was a screenshot of <laughs> their Snapchat messages. And it was mm-hmm. like them texting like a guy that they were talking to. And it was like, hey, hi. Like, <laughs> like them not being coherent. And I was like, wow, yeah. I've been there before um but that was the other thing but yeah so that's how I feel now I feel good Mm -hmm. it was fun but like I could go get right back in bed after this honestly that might be that might be the plan the only other thing I have is Love Island at eight it's the only other thing on my schedule yeah we're supposed to be catching up but I don't even think we're gonna be caught up to today by the end of the night because I have to go to bed early um 
but yeah, so I, I unintentionally gave a recap of our Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> That's good. good. Yeah, I guess. No, I was going to say also, you know, let's just continue the conversation for any of our Dallas locals. I don't remember. Did we even talk about like going out really when we did our Dallas episode? I don't remember either. I think we might have. Like we talked about the fact that we went to school here. So like. Yeah. The stuff that most people come and do. And, like, go out to the places that a lot of people go out to when they move here. We just, like, don't think are cool anymore because we went to school here. And so we went there, like, five years ago when we were, like, 19 and 20. Um, and if we did bring it up, I still stand by that statement because I tried to give it another try last night. Yeah. I was – no, I was going to use hit. that as a transition to be, like, like <laughs> to get a little bit more specific. Like, we really stand by – we strongly stand by the statement that nobody needs to be going to happiest hour – yeah, anymore. like, and it's not even like it's not even like oh, we're too cool for it. We're old. There, there the demographics so there was really, um, the age range was a lot larger than I was expecting, and it was just so code. odd. People just wear the music was also like I was just like Horrible. oh my god I I couldn't tell I feel like I was in another dimension where just nothing made sense because you couldn't look around and be like oh yeah these type of people look like they'd be here you know I will mention I do think we were there really early because the last time we went where I had a decent time granted we were really or I was really drunk the last time we went it was like at the end of our friend Darian's birthday party and it was like around the corner from the venue he was having it Mm -hmm. so we walked there and I think when we went that time we went at midnight um plus we all had on black ties so it was a talking point for a lot of people yeah I was gonna say it was like a group of us like we're yeah so like people. people were like where are these people coming from but this time, obviously, we went in regular clothes, and I think we went at, like, 1030. So, mm-hmm. like, it was a little empty, like, like Lexi mentioned, like, the range was really weird. Like, the <laughs> age range, what people were wearing was strange. The music was horrible. It just wasn't the vibe. And, like, as we were leaving, more people were starting to come in, but I was still, like... I just stand by my statement, like, happiest hour, yep. isn't it? It does have a great view of downtown yeah. Dallas. And, like, if you're looking for something, I think that that's what it comes down to with going out. Sometimes it's just, like, a location convenience thing of, like, oh, we can hop around to multiple places. Mm-hmm. So, like, Harwood District is convenient because, like, there's happiest hour. There's Tate Sayo, There's Elephant East. There's Harwood Arms. Like, you can go to, like, at least five different places and not have to like keep Ubering around, but it's like only like two out of those five places are worth going to. Yeah, it's at what cost? You know what I mean? What's important for that night? For me, it was the cost of seven dollars my Uber <laughs> in my drink, which was disgusting. Oh yeah. Um, but after that, we did have success at Double D's, which I think has been, at least for me, like three for three at this point. Yeah, I've been gatekeeping, and like it's. I guess I'm really not gatekeeping because like the the way the line was is, looking last yeah, night, yeah, like people do know no. about it. But I'm yeah. like, I don't need anybody else knowing about it because, like I was just mentioning, um, happiest hour is big because it's convenient and yeah. it's like buy other stuff. Billy, not Billy Bob's. Double D's <laughs> is not by anything. So it's not like, oh, the line's long. Let's go walk somewhere else. No, you're spending yeah, another like you have to seven commit. to $10 yeah, to go somewhere else. And you're praying that other people are like, the line is too long and let's leave. And that's what happened to us. And so we got in after a 45 yeah. minute wait. I literally timed it. 
Yeah, no, I was like, we were we were out there. It was entertaining, though. I had only seen this online. I haven't seen this in person where people dress up as senior citizens to go yeah, out like, I'm waiting as a for joke. this to be online. A lot yeah, of I was like, videos. a lot of people recording it. They were right in front of us. There's a group of four people. Um, I think they were celebrating one of the girls' birthdays. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, that's one of the things I had only seen online. So they provided, you know, a bit of entertainment for the duration that we were chilling outside. Yeah. But if you do live in Dallas, my one tip that I've learned in the last year is like to find DJs that you like and then mm. just go to the place Follow where them. the DJ is playing. Yeah. For me, my... DJ that I liked was Christy Ray. And then I also just found out that last night I liked another DJ, DJ Sober. And so <laughs> I think that that's going to be like my next move. Like I'm not going to have – like granted, I do like double Ds, but I – Yeah. Sometimes like the music is better on certain nights. And so last night the music was really good. And so I think from now on I'm just going to follow DJs because – Groupie. I just found out he's <laughs> playing at Italy. So I'm like I might have to go stop by Italy. I think he I think he has also been at Tiny Victories before. He has. Like, does he not? Okay, I was gonna say I'm like that. I told you he played Paradise. Okay, yeah, that's where that's where I recognize the name from. So that was our our Saturday night. We I wanted to be a twenty five year old and that's what I did. Yeah. Oh shit. Twenty four year old. It's I mean, you're you're about (laughs) (laughs) you're about there. Let's not rush. About there. So I guess to, you know, jump into the purpose of of this episode um i feel like if you're actually wait i also just realized we didn't even like do the intro at all oh <laughs> so like for those Sorry. of you who are new <laughs> it's because no, you said how even, are you <laughs> yeah no i didn't even get into it um welcome this is your you're now listening to the entry level podcast if you didn't figure that out already <laughs> um podcast hosted by victoria and i we kind of started it a couple years ago just as we were figuring out how to transition from you know school to corporate life because it wasn't as smooth sailing I think as either of us thought it might be um and so for that kind of being one of the main foundations of the podcast obviously not everything that we talk about um we decided to go back to our roots a little bit today and kind of go back to talking about some things we've experienced like from our corporate jobs um and today we'll specifically talk about kind of like essentials must-haves like things that just make that part of our lives a whole lot easier for ourselves Mm -hmm. um victoria and i also have different one different jobs but two it looks different day to day being that victoria is fully remote i'm like hybrid so i have a little bit more of like in office experience which also um influenced a lot of the things that i have on my list today i mean not a lot because it was kind of short but um that's kind of like from the headspace that i was thinking in um but i guess it makes sense again just like quickly quickly because i know i've said it before like what we do how long have mm-hmm. we been doing it? So I can start. I work in marketing in-house in the eyewear industry. Um, so think Ray-Ban, Costa, Oakley, Prada, Transitions Lenses, all of it. Um, <laughs> I work, yeah, I work in their marketing department um, and I do like B2B marketing. So it's a lot of like strategy, communication, pricing, promotions, things like that. <laughs> the four P's. Yeah. Um, for, should ring a bell. Yeah, I took that class. Um yeah, like Lexi mentioned, I work fully remote. My company is technically out of New York. Every now and then I go up there for work, probably going in the next couple of weeks, actually. But that's a story for another day. Um, I work in public relations, mostly consumer, entertainment, a little bit of tech. Um, and yeah, I work for an agency, not in-house. So that's how my clients range. Um, 
sometimes I get some random projects thrown on me. For example, we just worked with Neve from Catfish. <laughs> that's my fun fact of the, of the week. And I think that that's like kind of a perk of agency life. You get to wear a lot of different hats and get a lot of different experience where you don't get that in-house where if you're in-house, you're kind of focusing on one thing and that becomes like your specialty or your expertise. Whereas like agency, you kind of get to try out a lot of things before you mm-hmm. figure out what you want to focus on. Um, and for different age, for different industries, you'll probably see a preference for like being in-house or agency or you'll see more jobs that are in-house or agency based off of your experience. So on the advertising and PR front, a lot of the times you have to start on the agency side to get that all of that random experience before you go specialize. So you won't see a lot of people being in-house for marketing. I mean, not for marketing, for advertising and PR, honestly, until you get like five to seven years into your career, which like used to be scary to me. And like, I hated it because I've always wanted to be in-house, but one, I've gotten used to it. And two, I've just found that it makes me a lot more well-versed whenever it does come to like job interviews, because Mm -hmm. I, a lot of the times now I can say that I've done something that is relevant to honestly any career that comes or like any like screening call that comes my way so it is nice but yeah that's kind of the differences between what Lexi and I do marketing is going to be like really product driven whereas like PR is very messaging driven and like focused on getting like news coverage for your client in case you didn't know the difference between the two (laughs) yeah I feel like I feel like to that point, too, just though seeing like the rise of not just social media, but like any type of digital marketing. Yeah. I just feel like kind of like your standard marketing agencies, you know what I mean, have become so much more popular too. like everything from emails to social media to like SEO, like all of that stuff. Um, I feel like like it's a it's a similar trend kind of in in marketing. Yeah, I feel like everything is kind of starting to blend together because PR is like not just PR anymore, like. I don't think I told you this, but like even on Friday, like last week, I was having to mock up stuff in Canva. Oh, <laughs> and I was okay. like, this is not in my job description. Like yeah. we're doing a giveaway with one of these accounts on TikTok to give away tickets to this festival. And they were like, oh, can you mock up like a fake ticket that we can use as a prop <laughs> in our video? And then somebody was like, Victoria, can you like go in Canva and do this? And I was like, I guess. And then another person was like, can you mock up like a thing for social media that we can post? Is that not? That's y'all's job. Like, why am I doing it? I work for the festival. (laughs) And so like stuff like that or like coming up with video, like social media ideas. I'm like, this is not PR. Um, So I feel like everything's starting to change a little bit and like mesh together. For me, I think I was thinking about this when I was making my list this morning. I think our essentials are going to be a little bit different because I work from home and you go into the office. Yeah. Um, But also a lot of mine are like not tangible. Okay. Okay. How long is your list? (laughs) I only have four. Oh, okay. Okay. How many do you have? Four. Okay. But Um, mine are tangible. But I feel like the conversation would go towards like the non I'll start with my tangible one. Yeah. Okay. My very first one is a monitor, obviously, if you're working from home. I used to think that I I did not need a second monitor because I don't work in finance or anything where I'm like in Excel a lot. I was Mm -hmm. like, I work in PR. I don't need a second monitor. The day that I got a second monitor, my life truly changed. Ask me if I use a second monitor every day. I don't. But there are some days where I really do need it. And like, Mm -hmm. 
it really is a game changer. One, it helps my posture tremendously because I'm not like hunched over my computer. Um, but also having a larger screen to look at something, being able to move something around to move it out of the way. So I'm not just like minimizing tabs. If I'm on a call, I can like have my mm-hmm. agenda on the other one. Yeah. So it's just like very convenient. Um, and if you work from home, I would say your job should be providing you with a monitor. I think, I don't know why I was so scared to ask if they could send me one. It was like the easiest process ever. They sent me a monitor, a keyboard, and a mouse. Um, I really only use my monitor, but that's a game changer. So I highly recommend. Oh, and like a laptop stand. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of on a similar note. um, So like I said, I do work from home partially. So I'm typically like two days in the office, three days at home. Um, But something that's been very important to me over the years is having like multiple spots where I can work from home. True. Um, Because I found that like truly, truly for the first, at least probably for the first year, I pretty much primarily worked at just like my kitchen countertop. Oh yeah. Or like the island or whatever. I don't know. Kitchen countertop on like a bar stool. And it also became the point where like I think I think a lot of people who work from home struggle with this, but it's like there is no separation between like this is where I rest and this is where I like yeah. lounge and this is where I have fun and like this is where I work. Like it's just kind of all in the same space. But I found that like literally I wouldn't even want to walk by the kitchen or like in the kitchen <laughs> when I wasn't working because I was just like, oh my God, like my laptop is there. All of these memories and like <laughs> feelings that I would have during the workday would come up just from like literally being in that same location for so long. Um, and I still haven't, I've just been cheap and like annoying about buying a for real desk setup. So I don't even have like, you know, obviously yeah. the standing desk, all of this, all of that. And I'm just like, oh, it doesn't match my room. Like I don't want to spend <laughs> money on it, whatever. But even then, like I have little things that kind of help out. So primarily I still do work at my kitchen countertop just because like it is what it is. Um, but I also bought like a, it's kind of, it's almost kind of like a, what do they, what do they used to call those? Like TV trays? Like when people would eat dinner in their living room on like a tray kind of thing. Oh, uh, like a lap desk? No. Well, it's like, it doesn't sit on my lap, but it's like a, a fold away desk. Oh, kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got it from Ikea, I guess, you know, I'll post on the Instagram link. I'll, I'll link it on the Instagram story. Um, <laughs> but that's nice because it's like mobile. And if I decide I want to work from the couch that day, like I can just pull out my desk, unfold it and like work there. It also comes with like a cup holder. So it's, you know, helps with productivity. Um, there are also plenty of days and hours that I have spent working from my bed. So in that scenario, <laughs> I do use a lap desk, which like, again, it's still like, it helps me be productive, but I can be comfortable. Um, so just knowing that I have multiple places that I can go depending on like my mood or I live with my boyfriend. So like being out of his way and like vice versa, it just really helps. Um, mm-hmm. because literally I don't know what, I know there's a psychological term for it, but like how <laughs> just like mm-hmm. certain feelings and emotions can arise from like being in certain places. Um, and I was actually like miserable when I just worked from the same exact spot every day. Yeah, I would highly recommend to invest in a desk. To this day, I still don't understand <laughs> why Lexi does not have a desk in her apartment. <laughs> I just like don't get it. Um, I was the same way. I couldn't, and if not worse, because my desk was in my room and I agree Mm -hmm. it was really hard to separate like work from like just chilling and being in my bedroom Mm -hmm. especially because I am a bedroom bed girly I know people who like only go to their room to go to sleep I'm not that person I'm in my room like all the time 
Um, and so the desk situation, I did have to like figure out a balance with it, but mm-hmm. I prefer having like a space where like this is where I get my work done. This is where I take my calls. And then I do switch it up sometimes. Sometimes I do go to the kitchen and like work at the bar. Um, I did invest in like a common desk membership. I, the mm-hmm. other equivalent would be like WeWork. Well, I didn't invest. My job invested in it. <laughs> but I like just canceled it like I think a month ago just because I wasn't utilizing it. But if you're just starting out and you work from home fully, I would recommend it just because that way you're finding a way to get out of the house and mm-hmm. actually see civilization without spending money. Because the way that I would see civilization was by like, getting a drink every day and yeah. it added up really quickly. But if you get like a membership or something, you're seeing actual people, like you're interacting with people, being social, it feels like you're getting into a routine. So yeah, I agree with Lexi on utilizing different spaces when you're working. I highly recommend, especially if it's your first job post-grad, to find a hobby. And mm-hmm. this might sound a little hypocritical because <laughs> I myself don't really have a hobby. <laughs> but I, when I say hobby, I mean something for you to do outside of just working. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was literally just talking to my brother about this. I think you can get really bogged down in the mundane of an eight to five or a nine to six or a nine to five, whatever you work. Um, Like just getting up, making breakfast, going into the office, coming home, making dinner, going to sleep. Um, And so for me, I think it's important to have things that you can look forward to during your week that like help break that up um, to make it not as mundane because regardless, unfortunately, the fact of the matter is that like 99% of the world will have to work 40 Mm -hmm. hours a week for the rest of our lives until we retire no literally not to get dark yeah Yeah, like not to get dark but like it's the truth um and so yeah that's depressing but also like you can do things to like make it not be as depressing um and so for me it's finding things to do during the week I think like Lexi made a comment one time that like I do a lot of stuff during the week but, like, mm-hmm. for me, since I don't interact with people on a day-to-day basis because I work yeah. from home, like, that's my equivalent of, like, going into the office or, or seeing someone. And so my first way of doing that was by um, just, like, working out in general. So, like, we have a membership to the studio that we work at. And so, like, whether that's night classes or morning classes, like, just doing something that gets me out of the house – Another perk is that it's physical, so, like, I'm able to, like, relieve stress and, like, feel productive before and after. Um, The second thing I would recommend if you, like, are starting a post-grad job that, like, maybe you're not making as much money as you want to be making, it's, like, maybe getting a part-time second job. And I think it sounds – honestly, it probably sounds worse because, like, I had a job – I had this job in – college so for me like doing it Mm. post-grad wasn't bad Mm -hmm. um but even if it's just like two days a week like that's another way for you to get out of the house maybe like one day on the weekend one day during the week and so that way again you're being social you're doing something else you're seeing other people and then on top of that you're making money um or get an actual hobby like I mentioned at the beginning with whether that's like playing pickleball or like playing tennis um I don't what other hobbies are there (laughs) 
Um, skateboarding, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do people do for fun? Again, um, I'm not the girl I, to ask, <laughs> but like, just like something that like gets yeah. you out of the house. Um, and that's why I was like, maybe a hobby. Again, maybe look something up. I, there is this girl on TikTok who like does talk about hobbies that you can have post grad. Maybe that should be a series that we should do, like trying new hobbies. Yeah, I think I had that written down as something for us like a long time ago. No, and I, I did know too. That that's it's on my new we- resolution. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think we even talked about it though for like for the the podcast to be like, oh, we can try no, new we did and like come back and report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> this is an- another way to hold us accountable. Um, so a couple comments on Victoria's. Or were you done? Yeah. Okay, a couple comments. Um, hobby ideas slash recommendations. I took a sewing class here in oh, Dallas yeah. a few weeks ago, um, and I was I was actually like kind of nervous. Granted, like I feel like I'm pretty independent and like it's not uncommon for me to do things by myself um but this is different because it's like yeah I'll go shopping by myself like I'll go to a concert by myself but this is like me performing a skill that I don't know how to do in front of other people (laughs) you know what I mean um and so yeah it was at a place it's near like Garland it's in like the Casa Linda area again if you're in Dallas but it's called Urban Spools um and it's like a sewing store slash workshop place I don't know mm-hmm. um but it was taught by like the nicest old lady there was only like eight of us in the class which I think is the max amount of people you can have and so I remember walking in and I was like oh my god like this is so intimate like I had to like share a table with somebody um the class was like three hours long and so when I signed up I was like oh my god but then it took <laughs> like an hour and a half to figure out like all the names and like how to work the sewing machine or whatever Mm -hmm. um so that ended up being like really fun have I exercised any of those skills since I've taken the class no and this also goes back to my other thing about how like I don't just have a proper place to sit in my apartment (laughs) because have you ever seen like a sewing machine yeah my mom has one okay so you know you like you have to put your foot on a pedal yeah and then you have to like kitchen table okay so I don't have a kitchen table and I can't my (laughs) foot doesn't reach the floor when I sit at the bar so anyway like i just another reason why i just need a table by your couch the sewing machine is too big for that like fold out desk that i have um anyway just like yeah further reinforcing that like i need to figure something out better for myself um but that was really fun um just again talking about hobbies i think of darian and his like amc pass oh my god yeah like i consider that a hobby just like going to watch movies whatever I remember one of my resolutions was to try pottery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Haven't done it. Um, there's still time. There's still plenty of time. Is but there? yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> there is. <laughs> um, but no, I was also going to say, going back to your comment about like getting a second job, l- let us let us reinforce. We are not the type to be encouraging labor on anybody. Oh, like, that not is at not- all. I mean, an easy second <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's why I'm like, we low-key, I think like, we low-key have a very good position where we're at (laughs) just being like all of the the benefits that come from it right because victoria was mentioning she was still in college when she had started working there we literally started on the exact same day like we applied the same day like interviewed the same time whatever um i had graduated at that point but this was of course during like covid when my job was Mm -hmm. put on hold majority of my week was nannying um (laughs) and again like i will never that's one of those things like when you want to look back on one of those monumental moments in your life, being a full-time nanny for like six months to a little boy, 
that just like really put life in a perspective for me. And I'm like, there are things in, in life that I think I want, but not for a very, very long time. Um, so that was also like that second job was also really important for me too, because I needed to have conversations with adults. Like my whole day <laughs> I was spent talking to like a toddler. Um, and then when I did start my job too, I was, as you know, like fully remote for over a year. And so mm-hmm. I was like, even just going there to like talk to people or like be around yeah. people was great. Um, and again, I think it's especially great for us because like we get paid. We also get like a free membership out yeah. there. So it's like not only are we like we're saving money and earning money at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I know Victoria was like, oh, yeah, once or twice a week. It's gotten real close to like once a week. Yeah, it's very much once a, um, once a week. <laughs> so now. I'm like, you know, a couple hours of your week like kind of pays off. Um, but yeah, so anyway, this, the, the next thing on my list, I think also relates to Victoria's point. Um, but like meal prep has been oh. very important yeah. to me. Need to go pick um, one up. <laughs> yeah, no, I do too. I was like, I need text Noah to bring it back. Um, and let me also say, like, this is not meal prep that I prep myself. Like, oh, I not at all. pay for meals from a meal prep service. Um, if you're in Dallas, I recommend Refuel. Use the code NICOS30 <laughs> for 30% off your order. Not my discount code, but I'm still, like, I need y'all to really listen and really order after this episode. I can get my own discount code. That's so um, nice of you. But... Well, hey, I want other people to like, you know, why not? I don't lose out. But um, <laughs> I think that's important. I think that doing something like that, like having meals ready for you, especially if you don't like cooking, really just takes a lot of stress out of the day to day. And to Victoria's yeah. point, too, like it just takes one thing off your list to like allow you to have more free time to do the stuff that you actually want and enjoy. If you mm-hmm. enjoy cooking, like, sure, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I cannot stand it. And so knowing that like, okay, the food's ready for me. Like, do I care about my health? Yes, of course. But like, I don't do this because I want extremely healthy, like dairy-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, low-carb, whatever meals. Um, they just happen to be designed that way because I think that's why a lot of people do use meal prep as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that is just like super helpful. Also, if you go in the office, like my morning and night routine to that point is already like, I don't even want to make food when I'm hungry in the moment and want to eat it then. But to have to, like, make something in advance, like, packing a lunch to bring yeah, to I work can never is imagine. so, like, something about it is so not odd to me, but I'm just like, oh, my God. And then there was a time where I wasn't packing a lunch at all. And, like, that adds up because when I'm at yeah. home, I don't eat out every day, you know. Um, So it saves time. It saves money. And, again, like, just gives you – it's, like, just one less thing on your plate literally for, like, the entire week that you can use that time to do stuff that you actually like, um, even if that is like sitting in bed and doing nothing. But yeah, I heavily agree with that one. Um, it's hard for me because I'm, as I get older, I think I'm realizing that I'm a picky eater, but it's not even in that type of picky sense. Like I was going to say, I don't think you're, you're not a picky eater. I'm not, it's not like, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a different type. Yeah. 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 It's not like, Oh, I won't. I only want to eat grilled cheese and chicken nuggets. Like, I think I just, my parents, I blame my parents for this, like, gave me just a taste for, like, the finer things in life. Things and yeah. just, like, I don't like re-eating things. Yeah. That's not saying that, like, I won't eat leftovers. That's not what I'm saying. For example, with meal prep, I just get really tired of, like, the mm-hmm. meals. And so, like, I agree with Lexi. It is so convenient to like already have them there. My other issue is that like I will literally pay for meal prep and then still go like <laughs> get food. 
And so yeah. like then I end up double dipping my money and I'm like defeating the purpose of meal prep. But all of that to say, it is very convenient. It does give you more time to do the things that you want to do. You're not having to think about where you're going to cook during the week. You're not dreading having to like get up and cook after you like just got yeah. back from like working. So I would recommend finding one in whatever city you live in because it's really convenient. Yeah. No, um, I think there is balance there because I know when I first started it too, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like I will eat this. Like I will eat these meals like every day, like lunch and dinner for the week and then to your point too it got it got so bad where I was just like I would look at it and I'm like I cannot eat this again so you yeah. know sometimes I'm off it for a little while or now it just looks like only ordering like maybe four meals a week instead of like trying to use that for everything I, I um so I'm at least five. covered yeah like that way I'm at least covered on days that I'm in the office but yeah my next yeah. one is related to What am I trying to say? I thought you were about to sneeze. No. <laughs> My next one is related to your career journey, I guess, is what I'll say. Okay. I don't think that's what I was trying to say, but whatever. Um, I am nine to five essential for your first corporate job is having a wins folder. No matter what role you're in, at least in a corporate space, you'll probably have some type of annual review. If you don't, then you should probably ask your manager about that because like it's pretty typical in a corporate setting like you should um, yeah yeah you should be having them if not like for a promotion just in general to see like where you are um and so i think that is important to be thinking about your progress from the from the time that you start not just like mm -hmm. oh when you find out that it's coming up because then you don't want to scramble to think through like everything that's happened in the past year so I recommend like from the day that you start your first job, literally I have a folder like in my Outlook of anytime I get like nice feedback or like mm -hmm. a project that I did that went over really well or like a client said that they really liked something, I'll just like move it to that folder um, and that way I have it all in one place. Or you can start like a Word document that like you just like keep updating, but like, you know, sometimes you forget to press in. So like the, the email folder is like a little bit yeah. easier. Or like screenshotting like feedback on Slack or like whatever other stuff that you use. Mm -hmm. Or just like keeping a note like in a physical piece of paper like throughout the year of like things that have been going well. Just so it can always be top of mind. Um, always checking in with your manager to see like where you can be growing with feedback and how that ties into the goals that you're working towards. Because I didn't even realize that like, well, I knew I was like keeping track of my wins and stuff. But even just checking in with my manager um, I think I literally did this for the past like two or three one-on-ones that we had and I was like going back to like my annual review that we had in March and like some of the goals that she set up for me or like that we worked on together and I was like yeah like I know that we said that we want me to be like working on managing down and like mm. um, growing my relationship building skills with like certain media and doing xyz like just referencing like what we were doing and I think I was referencing like the steps that I was taking to doing that because it's not something yeah. some of those were like larger goals that's like in the grand scheme of things not not like a this needs to be done by this day type situation mm -hmm. and honestly I feel like that kind of helped me Lexi already knows this information but I found out last week that I got a raise and so mm -hmm. I think my <laughs> manager really advocated for me in that sense um 
one, it was kind of a long time coming because I did ask for this raise, like whenever I got promoted back in March, um, they gave me like a little raise, but it wasn't like what I actually wanted. Um, and just like with what was going on in the world and the economy, like I was trying not to complain because people were losing their yeah. jobs. But yeah, the, it like honestly was the biggest blessing because like, as everybody knows, I've been going through some stuff. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and so that was kind of already top of mind. Like I knew it was going to work itself out and it wasn't a situation where I needed to stress out over it. I was like, if all else fails, I just need to be better with my money. I still need to be better with my money. So like that's still a step I need to take. Um, but seeing that like my hard work has been recognized over the past couple of years, I think is also partially because I was voicing what I've been doing throughout the past mm-hmm. year to like be a better like worker and showing that I'm trying to like better myself, I think, and keeping yeah. that top of mind for your managers is really important. So even just starting with something as small as like a wins folder and reminding yourself of like what you've accomplished through the year. That one helps with your confidence to be like, I know what I'm actually doing. And then two, checking in with your manager to see like where you're at, where you could be improving, what you've been doing to improve. It's good because you're keeping that top of mind for them too. That's especially important too. I kind of want to go back to Victoria's comment about just like using it for the purpose of a review. Mm -hmm. Um, I think something that has been similar in both Victoria and I's career journey so far is like we've been through a couple managers at this point. Um, yeah, I've had like, I think I've had four. <laughs> I've had four too. Yeah, I've had four. No, I've, had three. I've, had up, three. I've had four and it'll be coming up on my three years in October. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know however that math works out. But the the timing of getting a new manager hasn't always lined up with like the beginning of a new year, if that makes sense. So I would find that it's you know, three months before like my end of the year review is coming up. And like I, the person who is conducting majority of that review has not been with me for the past, Mm -hmm. just like for the past, you know what I mean? And so to Victoria's point too, like every organization does this differently. Um, But I found it helpful to also give like my new manager context on like what I was doing, like what was going well, Mm -hmm. like what goals I wanted to set or just like, sometimes you have to set the stage for someone too. And give them reasons to advocate for you just because they don't have that historical context all the time. Yeah. And like not even when it comes to just reviews, but to Victoria's point, like if you're asking for more money, like if you're asking for just like any other type of of benefit or kind of change um, in what's going on in your day to day, I think it's just great to have that like on you pretty much at all times. Um, Because, yeah, you can't always rely on like your manager to to know that or to do that for you. Yeah. Heavy on that. I agree. Because like, I think, yeah, whenever I'd gotten this past review, I'd only had this manager for a couple of months. So mm-hmm. I got lucky that, like, it had kind of switched, um, like, right after I had my last review and then leading up until my next one, I had two other managers. Um, yeah. So she was there, like, for a little bit, but she still didn't have the full context of everything. Mm-hmm. And so, like, m- me having to remind her and, like, advocate for myself is also really important because I think I had a perception that, managers had like a different role like yes like I don't I thought that they were like a lot more hands-on than they are which my first manager was really hands-on and I think that that's just because she realized that it was my first job Mm post-grad and I didn't know what I was doing um but now that I've been in it for a couple of years I think my manager my now manager has taken kind of not a step back but like is letting me control what our relationship looks like yeah and so expecting me to kind of voice if I need 
help with something or like obviously she's very supportive and helpful but like yeah I've realized that like and I feel like we could do an episode on what your relationship with your manager should look like or like Mm -hmm. what it looks like to take control of that relationship and what one-on-ones look like and whatnot but um as we've gotten like more into a comfortability with each other like it's been interesting to see like how our relationship has evolved so I agree the next thing on my list is also definitely geared towards like uh the in-office aspect of a job um but I think you really like building a corporate wardrobe is something that I feel like I struggled with a bit um because even in undergrad uh at least at SMU marketing was through the business school which I think at a lot of places it is technically but now with like marketing and social media like I feel like that can sometimes be seen as like a different branch of whatever. Yeah. Um, but we were, I feel like in school, we were always very taught. And this probably also has to do with the fact that we were using textbooks from like however many years old. A lot of the professors were a lot older and came from like more traditional backgrounds. Um, but we were always pretty much taught to like, when you go to work, you know, have your like tailored pants and have your button up and have your blazer and like wear your loafers and like that's who you are at work. Um, and as someone who expresses themselves, I think, and like finds a lot of my confidence in the way that I dress. Um, that is something that I struggled with because it's like, I think there are so many other aspects of your personality sometimes that are challenged or you feel like you might have to adjust a little bit to fit a corporate setting. Um, not that I'm fake when I go to work, but the way that I talk to Victoria is not the way that I talk on a business call. You know what I mean? Just in terms of like the language you use, obviously, and like the types of things you're talking about. Um, And I know some people do really like to keep work very separate from like their personal life. Like, hey, I'm I'm going to work like this is my job. This is what I'm doing. We're here to interact about work. And then when I'm outside of it, like that's who I am. Um, And I see the benefits of that approach. And I do sometimes lean towards that way. But for the most part, I still like to show up as work who I like as myself. You know what I mean? Um, Like show up as myself, but obviously in a with a professional twist on it. Um, and like I said, just kind of figuring out like how to dress when I go for, to work. That's more than just like throwing on the same like black pants and blazer every single day has been interesting. Um, and it's taken me a lot of trial and error. Um, but really a tip that has helped me is to like not shop for work outfits, if that makes sense. Like, yeah to shop for a shirt that you like and like, oh, great, it's not low cut and like it's, you know, more on the modest side. Like you can wear that to work versus just being like, these are the clothes in here that I wear to work and like these are the clothes that I wear in my personal life. I think like finding a way to to mix and match them, of course, if that fits in your style, can really be fun. Um, but it's also just given me something to look forward to in the mornings on the days that I do go into the office. Cause like I said, like I do enjoy getting dressed and putting outfits together. I know for some people that is a chore. Um, but like being excited to pick something out, being excited to like express myself in a corporate setting through my clothes, um, is something that has just made it like a lot less dreadful, I think, going in the office because that was quite the adjustment, at least at the beginning. Um, I enjoy it now, but yeah. Yeah, I agree that it's something that I don't technically relate to and I'm happy I don't have to relate to it because (laughs) basically if I just have a client meeting, I just throw on a top that looks like it's presentable and could be in the office. Although there are times where it's like, like in the next couple of weeks, I'll have to go into the office and I'm like, 
do I have any summer workwear? Not exactly. Yeah, don't get me started Um, on that. So that'll be interesting. But luckily, I feel like PR is a little bit more laid back and agency life is a little bit more laid back. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I do, as every time I have like a work trip coming up, I start peeping people's outfits when they're in the office to be like, what vibe do I need to have whenever I go in? Yeah. Um, Because it is a little bit harder because we're in New York and people like, I feel like people in New York just dress really cool. And I'm like, I don't dress like that. So I try to get a gauge and I've been, as I've been coming up on this trip that I'm about to have, I've been looking at people's outfits in the office on days that they're in office, which I think is Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Thursday. Well, I think Tuesday is the only mandatory day. And so I have client calls on Tuesday. So I'll be like, what's Rachel wearing to work today? Because like we're like the same age. Uh Um, But I'm happy that that's something that I don't have to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I like on my – and it's funny too though because when I work from home like – and, you know, because I I work in-house like mostly when I have meetings, it's with a team and I don't really feel the need to like get dressed up or spruce myself up unless it's like a meeting with leadership – Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm very much like t-shirt sweatpants when I'm at home, but obviously that's not what I can wear in the office. So yeah, this is going to be my last one. Actually, it's another intangible one, mm-hmm. but I think I actually talked about this in our nine to five episode, just making sure I really do think this is an essential, especially if it's your first job, um, learning how to enforce boundaries, like at your job, I just think is so yeah. important because whenever I came in, I didn't know that I could enforce boundaries being Mm -hmm. entry level and I think that that's what led to a lot of my anxiety and dreading of logging on every day yeah and I think it's something that's completely avoidable I think obviously every job is different and every company's culture is going to be different I was lucky enough to wear and I am lucky enough to wear like the company that I work for is very culture driven and like they do believe in work-life balance. Like, yeah, there mm-hmm. might be moments of time where it's busier for you than it is for somebody else because it just is a job that ebbs and flows based off of, like, a client's needs. Um, and I feel like it's like that at any job. Like, there are just yeah. periods of the year where it's busier. And so even taking that into account, like, they really do value, like, mental health and work-life balance and making sure that, like, you're not living to work but like working to live essentially honestly mm-hmm. they both sound bad but i was gonna just say like, was like, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. like essentially like not being like it's oh a my means gosh, to an like, end like you es- work this job so you yeah. can live the life that you want yeah exactly and they're like it's not supposed to be a job that you dread like if that was the case you would be like in a finance not not dog in finance but like doing something you don't want to do essentially. yeah um and like it's supposed to be like a fun creative job and so for me i was lucky enough to wear like I was provided with a career coach, like, and counselor mm-hmm. at this through my job, which was very weird. Um, and so she actually was the one who helped me come up with, like, some of my boundaries and be okay enforcing them and not feel bad about it. For me, some of those – I think boundaries look different for everybody. But, like, yeah, for me, it was, like, setting aside the first hour of my morning to, like, get my priorities in order for the day or just have, like, a meeting list – first hour of the morning now does that always Mm -hmm. happen not necessarily but like people know that my calendar is blocked off for the first hour of the morning and then for the last hour of the day like being able to wrap up things would not be like distracted or have people pinging me and like ask me a bunch of questions again does that happen every day no but that way I have those in place so people know like Victoria is logging off by five 
granted when I was first starting that wasn't as easy because like I got paid overtime and for like working over five and so like they <laughs> yeah. would give me stuff so I would work over five because other people don't get paid overtime now I'm at the place where I don't get overtime anymore until so like I log <laughs> off at five and yeah. I'm like let me figure out like what can be pushed to tomorrow and what needs to be done today um so those are two of the boundaries that I have another one is like I really don't like text people from work and I'll be like you guys need to slack or email me and I had one coworker on one of my accounts I'm still trying to kind of figure that out with her because like her thing is like, oh, like I don't check Slack. Like you guys mm-hmm. like it's better to text me like whatever. And I'm like, okay, I get that you have kids, but like, yeah, this is still like a job and I'm not texting you. Like I don't want to. And she said it before and I've been like, my phone is on do not disturb during the day. Like I'm not checking my text messages. So like, mm-hmm. and that's like kind of just a boundary that I had to set. Um, So it's like little stuff like that where you need to advocate for yourself because like if you don't do it, nobody else will. And you also need to not feel bad about doing it. That was the other thing. I think when you're setting a boundary, you need to have the confidence to set the boundary and stick to it and like not let someone push you over on it. Not saying that every boundary that you set is going to be able to stay permanently. Like, again, I think it's a case by case situation. Um, But if you push over too easily, like that defeats the whole purpose of the boundary. And so trying to keep those boundaries intact and like sticking by it and communicating it, I think is really important. I think I just want to echo too that like you like boundaries aren't something that are earned necessarily um and I think that's especially important to remember like literally exactly what Victoria said that like when you're starting a job it's I think it's probably almost better to do it it is definitely better to do it earlier rather than it later is. because then it's yeah. like people understand that and it's not like oh well Lexi I've been working with you for the past three years and like this hasn't been an issue before so then it's like people aren't having to modify and they just know that that's kind of like the expectation um a big one for me is like not doing work when I'm when I take off um there have been a couple times where I have just like honestly been behind and like dropped the ball on things that I said I was going to get done before I went out and I just wasn't able to do that so those were kind of like small examples when I had to wrap some stuff up um but it's like I like I will log out of my email like on my phone and on iPad or like my laptop like anything where I could get a notification like I just like to disconnect completely there um and there have even been times where I would respond to an email while I was out and I would get a response like you're out like don't worry about it like this isn't for you right now um or just like enjoy your time off like don't worry about what we have going on here so that's nice um and it's nice too to be surrounded by people who like remind you to like enforce those boundaries too yeah agreed um and yeah, okay, my last one, like I feel kind of silly saying it after we had this kind of like very uh, advice driven portion of the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my last one on my list um, is like a ring light <laughs> oh my that you can put on your laptop because, That's okay, funny. I, yeah, so I, like, even though I do work in the office, half of the organization that I work for is like also based out of New York. We sell products. So we have like sales teams that are like all mm-hmm. dispersed over the U.S. Like, where our headquarters are like global, like overseas, like we're a European company. So it's like, I'm still on Teams calls like for a lot of my days. And I just find that like, I get so distracted looking at how I look in the camera that like, not that it distracts me from the meeting, but I'm like, I just feel more confident going into meetings where I feel like I look better. Um, And so to be working in like an office with fluorescent lighting or even like the poor lighting that I have in my apartment complex um because also from where I work daily in my kitchen 
like my patio is behind me. So oh, you know yeah, how it is when it's like that. you're like completely backlit. And yeah. especially, oh my God, like when my natural hair is out and you know, like when your hair becomes see-through on the ends, like where it's not as thick, <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, like I just don't, I don't feel good in the way that I look. And especially like if you're on a call with one other person, or even if you're on a call with like two other people, like, you know, you're taking up like half, <laughs> at least half of their computer screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it's like just something little like that. Like, I just find if I look better, I feel better. Like I'm more focused. I just am not distracted when I'm speaking. Um, and so, yeah, just like one of those little like ring lights, of course, you know, they got everything on Amazon nowadays. They can just like clip to the top of your laptop. I yeah. just find makes like a big difference. <laughs> yeah, no, I have but, a funny story. Yeah. So I just told you like there are days where um, the agency is all in person and mm-hmm. obviously I'm not in person because we don't have a office here. And yeah. I think it was, yeah, it was this past Thursday. Um, one of my accounts, we were having like an internal meeting and everyone on that account is like based in New York except for me. So they were all in the, I hate these types of meetings where it's like they're all in the office and I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Our conference rooms, like, have the conference room that they have has this big ass TV on it. And yes, so, like, exactly then I like, then I like too. call in on Teams, and it's literally like it's just <laughs> my face on the TV. And yeah. so, then I saw someone in the office because basically it's a glass room, the one that they mm-hmm. were in. And so, mm-hmm. you can see people walking by, like, the room. Yeah. And I could also see my reflection from the TV in the <laughs> wall. And I was like, oh my God, I look like, oh my gosh. Like, and then because also everyone's talking to themselves amongst themselves. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll like look at me if I say something. But then it's like, I feel like I'm not even really there. But then like I can still see my reflection in the uh, glass. And so I saw someone walking by that like I know in the office. And I had just been DMing her earlier. And I was like, lol, like I just saw you walk by. And she was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I saw you on the TV. And I was like, that's actually so embarrassing because, like, I was already feeling insecure about the fact that, like, it's just my face on the TV. But now you just said that, like, yeah. I was blown up on the screen. Like, it's just. No, literally. Yeah, so I always think about that. And I'm always, like, self-conscious about, like, what face am I making? Like, whatever else because I just know I'm on the TV and it's embarrassing. Yeah, no, I have, like, very it, – it's, like, it's different for each meeting. But, like, the projects I'm working on now, like, the people I'm working with now, like, they're very cameras on – type of people and I feel like it's yeah. kind of like an unspoken like etiquette thing that like if other people have their camera on like exactly. you have your camera on and um, like they were all like, in person just, so I couldn't not have yeah it no it's like I just miss the days when like when that just wasn't as much of a thing like yeah. I get it and it does help sometimes especially like when I'm talking to my manager like I want to see her reaction to things like if yeah. I'm not with her in person um but then oh my god too it's also the worst when you're on like a team's call and someone is sharing their screen to present something and then they go you back see, to the like meeting. your teams. Yeah. Yes. And like they go back to the meeting, not realizing that they're still share- yeah, that they're still sharing their screen. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like this is what I look like to everybody. Oh, um, yeah. Because it's also inverted. And then I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, it's I, not what I thought no, I and, looked like. No, it's so bad. And then, like I said, like I get so distracted because I'm literally just like staring at it's myself so the entire humbling. time. It is. Um, so if you can at least get the lighting right, you know, it, it makes these moments maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I try not to think about the fact that, like, I don't look <laughs> the way that I think I look. That, that trips me out. That throws me off every time. But yeah, those are our corporate nine to five essentials. I'm sure we have more, but those are the ones that I thought of today and I that mm-hmm. I think are the most important. Um, I'm sure Lexi feels the same, but I don't want to speak for her. 
Um, I mean, would I say that like having a ring light is the most important thing in starting a job? No, but again, to your point, it's just things that I thought of today. But I feel like there's so many episodes we have, including this one, where it could easily be like part two, part three, whatever. Yeah, if you haven't but, read the, or if you haven't listened to the first nine to five episode, definitely go listen to that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Make sure you go rate the podcast five stars wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at the entry level pod. Same username for TikTok. I think that's everything. Yeah. With that, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye.